0: Hey Gil, you know what? The podcast world is growing bigger every day and our friends at Himalaya wants to help us navigate it. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love, like us, Mm -hmm. and future favorites. If you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters like us some love with Himalaya's Tip Jar. It's free, it's the easiest to use, and they're adding cool new features every single day. And you can get the No Chill Podcast early, exclusively on Himalaya. So go to your App Store, download Himalaya, that's H I M A L A Y A, and don't forget to follow the No Chil Podcast because you probably already are. Already are. If not, start now. <laughs> Believe me, you want to. <laughs> on this episode of the No Chil Podcast, Dwight Howard stops by. Took some time to get the big guy in the studio, but as you'll find out, It's well worth the wait. While Gil and Dwight were teammates in Orlando, their friendship started way before that. Now in D.C., Dwight is getting back to 100% and ready to roll for next season. In the meantime, we get into the complications of having to grow up fast in the NBA, What you're not told about money, priorities, and how to handle it all. For a guy that was literally expected to be Superman, he details everything that was thrown at him and how it made him who he is now. Also, look out for who Dwight says is the best player ever. It's actually an answer you might not expect. It's an especially entertaining episode of the No Chill Podcast, so let's get right into it. Remember, you can get every episode a day early on the Himalaya app. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, along with the No Chill channel on YouTube. So Gil, we have Dwight here. It's been a long time in the works, let's just say that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been with him, you know, for a while now. Yeah, that's why I want to pick it up. I want to pick <laughs> yeah. it up,
0: okay? I've known him for a while now. you known him for a so while. I,
1: I, you know, I, I know when Flakes is coming in. you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're not calling you that, Dwight. No, no, <laughs> it's just a busy year.
1: No, yeah, you know. It's a schedule. It, I mean, you know, uh, you know, during the season, I knew it was going to be impossible. You know, so you got to wait till he has, like, his whole meeting set up and then you try to fit in right there. Because if you think you're just going to get him alone, oh. you would be like,
0: ah, Dwight, what's your side of the story?
2: My side of the story is it ain't my fault, man. <laughs> I was trying to get here, man. It's, I couldn't do it. But I'm here. Hell yeah, here You now. know what it is? That's LA,
0: people come, they don't, they, they don't stay very long. It's like Vegas. Nah. You're a you, day or it's two just in and you're out. out. Yeah. yeah, in and out. But I want to go back to the first time that you guys were on the same team that first day practice session or whatever. No no no
1: technically we was we was uh USA yeah, USA, USA team, team together.
0: Okay. And that's when
2: I really I was like man I really like Gil. cuz I'm watching him destroy every player. You know that everybody talks about the Kobe's, LeBron's, Carmelo's oh, killing, <laughs> killing these guys. But nobody wanted you know to talk about how good he was. So I was like man and I hate that like I like him. I think he just as good as these other guys, and they came back next season because we was in Korea. That it was in Korea. And they got rid of him and sent him home. Like, they could have told him at home that <laughs> yeah. he wasn't going to make the team. They I came all this way, man. All, all this way, Korea. God, you wasted my goddamn time. that's tired. a long flight to tell somebody. Right. All right, that's it. <laughs> like, what? So I was upset about that myself, and I'm not even him. You know, so I guess that's where uh, the bond started.
1: You know, it's so funny. This is a funny story. I remember are I, I don't know where we're trying to go, but it was like, yo, go get Dwight. So I'm knocking on Dwight's door like, yo, where you at? <laughs> he has his laptop, and I guess that's when the, the shake dance came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's sitting there in a full sweat dancing, trying to get the dance right. And I'm like... Yo, I all thought right. I was the only one that did this.
2: <laughs> I was yeah. He like right. they caught me dancing.
1: Yeah, I thought I, I said <laughs> I thought I was the only one who sat there and danced all day in the mirror trying to perfect that shit. And then when I seen the white do it like full sweat doing a, lean yeah, with it, Robin, rock with yeah, it. You're right. Because I right. used to I used to do the clown walk and the crip walk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the bathroom in the mirror with the and music on and practice. just sit there for yeah.
0: hours. Right, yeah. you experiment because you don't know if you actually pull that. Move yeah, you off. actually yeah. don't know if you're good enough to go
1: to the club. So when you do eventually get there, you can you pop it and feel. Yeah, you want to make sure yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, my experience, I yeah. never actually pull it. Off. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure you're not doing any dance.
1: The sprinkler.
0: Yeah, the, I the still the got that white. shopping cart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the shopping cart. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> you know that, right? No. No. I like... Am I alone on this well, one? Yeah, shopping yeah, cart. Right. That's, that's a. New, yeah, that was, new white dance. Yeah, got it, it. No, it was we, white guys, we had that for a long time. <laughs> okay, shopping okay, cart. Shopping cars. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all yeah. name the dance. It's called the shopping car. <laughs> I didn't card. name it. It was just out there.
2: So that's stick that's, with what you
0: can do. You know, go, so that's right.
1: where we first, you know, connected, you know, uh, and then from throughout the you know, season just playing, you know, just being we're both with Adidas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we you know, in the summer you do our commercials and have the little bar in there. Um, when I got traded, what's so funny is <laughs> When I got traded, I was already in Orlando before the trade actually went through. Yeah, you was. Like,
0: I... What's what's that part of the story? uh Huh? What's that part of the story? When I got
1: wind that I'm possibly getting traded and it was going to go down, I already... I took a pair of shoes, left Mm -hmm. Nick's house, and I went straight to the airport, bought my own ticket, no bag, just a pair of shoes, and was already in Orlando while they were playing a game.
0: (laughs) Was this coming off the, the finals? Yeah, season? finals, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you knew season. what you had to work with there.
1: Yeah. That, like, because, you we know, really then, you know, so many trades happened, you know, it was like, okay, this is about to be, this is about to be phenomenal.
0: You know, because that's the most talent I was around.
2: Yeah. You know, it was, it was that's most, what I was thinking, too. Yeah. I was like, man, they're not going to stop this pick and roll. We're going to have it rocking.
0: Because you, the team that went to the finals mm-hmm. they broke up real quick. And you they they said, like, would have said, like, why would we not just run it back?
2: Yeah, I was upset about that. I was very upset um, because I thought we had a chance to win. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time it was like, well, we're going to get better players. And so I was like, all right. But I was upset because I'm like, man, this is – we just went to the finals. And we did have some old guys, like Skip to Mm Timaloo, Anthony Johnson, Tony Petit, those guys. So um, I hated it, but then once we got – Gil and everybody else it was like it was fun mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I know if you remember uh Brandon bass
1: yeah 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 That's yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> was like the team the to be honest, the team was talented like when we first got there, you know um you know you got Jason Richardson coming coming me, and then you had um Turk coming back mm-hmm. so you have a a nice starting unit, but your benches your bench was full of shooters. You know, you got me, JJ Reddick, um, Ryan, Ryan Anderson. Anderson. Ryan Anderson. So you have a, a group that's going to sit here and go out, you know, go up and down, you know, Quinn Richardson. So when we first got there, we lost the first game trying to figure out each other. And then from there, we went on a 9-0 run. Like, I mean, we was beating just
2: yeah, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And then Stan, Stan kicked in. <laughs>
0: He has a theory on, stand. I don't know if you know this. I so. want to
1: hear this. Well, oh, so you wasn't there on the exit meeting, my exit meeting? No. Nah. Like, put <laughs> like this, if I didn't get amnesty and we all stayed together, he wasn't playing me no more. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I hit him with the reality. Like, listen, you're a, you're a great X's and nose guy. He is. Like, out of timeout, you, you have great plays. You're a bad people person. Mm-hmm. Um you want to hold too much control. So, you know, this one I was like, you didn't let Dwight be a leader. Well, he's not a leader. Well, you never let a you never gave him a chance to be the leader. You know, so at the end of the day, all he did was just babysit the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry. So if we're fucking up, but we hate you so much, what can he do? Like he already see you eating us up. So he just, you know, ah, come on, don't worry about it, Turk. Instead of saying, Y'all Turk, you can't do that shit. Stop making that. Like yeah. You, you didn't let yeah. him be a leader because you wanted to be, and you were so brutal to everyone that we was we, off you.
2: Yeah, okay, so <laughs> that he right. So it was kind of like the good cop, bad cop. Like Stan was like really the bad cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so for me, it's like I can't be like stern and, hey, man, you need to do that because we already got somebody like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, all right, I got to come in and like lift the mood up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I can't be. This mean guy like my coach, and I guess they took that as, you know, yeah, you take it as leadership. you take it as
1: all you know, he he's too childish. But you know, me coming from, you know, DC, you know, we the locker room is bad cop, good cop. So you have Karan is going to be tough guy, Antoine is neutral. I'm the goofball. So you you got you all three that, elements, yeah. you know. So if they're not fucking with you know Karan, you know they with me and Antoine. If they're not fucking with me. They would cry. So the, yeah. the locker room has its leaders. Well, in this locker room, Stan was such the bad guy that nobody else actually had a chance to do anything. So when if we see Turk fucking up, usually you would say, yo, hey, quit that shit. Like, you know, yeah. you, you police each yeah. other because you got to remember, we respect each other because we're out there fighting, you know. But if he's fucking up and we're like... You know, don't even worry about it. It's just, just, just next time. They just play a little hard. And you're just sitting there like, ah, that's not how this is supposed to work.
0: <laughs> for a coach, that can also yeah. turn. That, it's a mutiny, right? It flipped the whole team, and they could turn against but, you.
1: But that's why you see he gets fired every few years. Like, he's a, I, 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 he's a builder coach. You know, if you have a, a young team that needs direction.
2: Yeah, he's good. At he's good at
1: that. You know, yeah. put discipline in them. Like, I thought for our team, we was practicing way too long. Um, we, did, we didn't really have days off. We didn't really have shoot-arounds where we go in there and get shots. It was practice, practice, yeah. practice, practice. Uh, fucking going to the conference room, practice. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, ah, this is, you
2: know, this wears down old players, you know. And, it, it, and mentally, drains you mess it, yeah, it drains you a lot because you're like, man, we need a break. Like, we really trying. <laughs> it's so much, it's like information, like overload, like, mm-hmm. We knew everybody played, which was good, but some guys didn't even play. So it's like, why are we working on this dude's plays when he's never going to play? Who is
0: it? Uh, you told me, Chucky Atkins, <clears> throat> that throat> would go balls out in practice? Cause oh, he, yeah,
1: you know, that was <laughs> Chucky, but that was with Washington. No, I know, but yeah, but Chucky, like that. No, 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 yeah, but Chucky played a little bit. You're talking about number 15, yeah. the 14 to 15 guy. We went through what his possibility was. Correct. He was like, wait, what? Yeah. And he not even <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker on IR. Bro. <laughs> he has no chance of fucking making at it at like- all. But at we had all, a scouting yeah. report for him. Yeah. Like it was like it was like a playoff scouting report, not an everyday. It was just it was just it was more college style than NBA yeah. style.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that is exactly what he is. Maybe more of a college coach to work with young players, push them, grind, uh, take them through the grind at all times. But as a pro. You said this before, you want a players coach. You know, a guy that understands what, mm-hmm. what it's like. What's so funny like. is,
1: when I got there, it was like this. He didn't match the organization. Because, you know, coming from, you know, Golden State, where it was still new, and then going to Washington, where, you know, Ernie was trying to figure out how to keep the players in the arena, how to make it comfortable for Players, you know that was very yeah. that was that wasn't that wasn't known then. Like, if you want the players to stay in the gym, make it comfortable for them to always want to be here. When I got to Orlando, it was heaven to me. Like, it's like I'm looking. You got you got breakfast. You got a chef for breakfast. Then you have lunch. You got the chef. So it's like, and then if this if it's game day, you got pre-game. If you're going on the plane, you got dinner after. So. If you're mm-hmm. if you have a game and you leave it, you get four meals.
2: And all those things was not there until <clears throat> they got there. Cause we had fought so hard to even get that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like I'm like me and Jameer were telling them like, yo, like we need certain things. Like everybody can't afford a really good chef. Everybody can't afford to get five meals that they need a day and the right type of meals for mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. So can y'all help us provide that? Because this is going to help us get to the next level. And a lot of teams don't think that way. Mm-hmm. They're they only thinking about, well, these guys are millionaires. Let them do what they do. But the teams that are successful, they make sure that they keep the players in the arena. Yeah. It's smart.
1: Because, I mean, think about it. You're, you're 21, 20 years old, 19. You know, I just finished practice practice, you really think I'm going to Whole Foods? Hey, Taco Bell. Yeah, I'm going, I'm yeah. going to eat fast food. So, you know, exactly. I, I think that the upper management started learning that, okay, we, mm-hmm. we need to just make it comfortable for them to stay in the arena.
0: Who was it in Orlando that brought that in? Me. That was you? It's your, yeah, that's just the players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, That's what I said, because mm-hmm. upper
1: management doesn't really know it. Because remember, they came from when, you know, they were working out at YMCA's. So yeah. they didn't really have mm-hmm. this experience where, you know, to make it comfortable. You know, it's like I, the Clippers, what's so funny is the Clippers just got their arena, what, a couple years ago? Their Transition, own arena?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They used to train at the Spectrum Club.
1: Your NBA team training at the spectrum?
0: That was Donald Sterling though. No, but I'm just saying yeah, I mean just, just think that about cheap process. Process. yeah. But that's them, think yeah.
1: about the concept. Your team is training at the spectrum club. What is the chances of them actually ever going there early to get shots? or stay in later to get shots, 2 a.m. to get shots? No. No, you wouldn't have – there's no work ethic. Like, they're not going to go there with the public. And then they can't get into the main arena. So, how are your – kid? I mean, how is those players – we're going to get better.
2: And it shows with, it shows <laughs> it with the production of the team. Like, if you see the teams that are really good, they're really good because everybody is <clears throat> in the gym, Golden State. Mm-hmm. They always in the gym. They get their work in. But a lot of the teams that are not as good, it's because they didn't have a facility. Like, you look at Philly now, they good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they good, but they good because they got a place to go to night in and night out, and they cater to the players. Like, it's not saying the players are in control, but they are in control. If you don't let them have control over what they need to be successful, then you won't have a successful team. And you look at Philly, them boys like to work. And so they base it off hard work and dedication, and them guys are in the gym. But when you have a team that's not in the gym like that, they won't be successful.
0: And really that comes down to culture. So maybe it's not one player in particular that's calling this out, but they recognize no one wants to come here. Like that was the thing with the Clippers. Did they ever get free agents? No, no one. I mean, you're even – you're L.A. You're a major market. But you go there, it's like this is damn near a high school. But as
1: I said, it's like teams are getting better now. Yeah. Like yeah, when no. we first got in the league, it was, you know, it's, as I said, it wasn't really, you know, we didn't have a player's lounge. At all. You know, it was just come in the gym, get your shots, let me get the fuck on out of here, get mm-hmm. to my house. You know, that was just the the whole thing. And then, and eventually, you know, okay, you got a play line, got a movie theater. You're like, oh, you know, I don't got one at home. Hey, you don't here need to go home. Let me
0: go ahead and sit here for a little bit. You know, plus also when you're 19, 20 years old, and like you're in a new city and you live there, it's not just college where you're on a campus mm-hmm. and you're protected. You're like, man, I'm just a regular person by now. yourself, right?
1: And that's what I said. I don't think that's what organizations understood. The smart organizations probably understood that. Mm-hmm. You know that you know we need to you know you know make it. Kid friendly because we have more kids than we have adults. Yeah, because you truth. know when I first got on the team, it was like, wow, well, shit, he he got five kids, he he married I, he don't, don't want to hang out, out with out me. With yeah. yeah, he, he don't want to hang yeah. out with me. You know, so it's like yo, J. Rich, J. Rich got his family. Yo, Choi, he's he's at the strip club. So it's like ah,
2: yeah. and <laughs> that's when you, you get in trouble. That's that's the, the, yeah, because that's that's you bored. I and, like bo- <laughs> I promise you, like when I was. Seven Like, when I first came in the league, I was 18, just turning 19. And I'm playing with Stacey Ogman, Grant Hill, Calvin Cato, all these guys that's way older than me. So it's like, I couldn't get into the strip club with them. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do for
0: real? Like, huh?
2: go to Walmart? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, you look
0: back at it now, and you're like, man, I was just so damn young. How did I, how did I get through that? You
1: know so funny? If you look at the guys that, that comes in at a certain age they still have the personality they had when they first came in because you got to remember you you don't grow you don't you don't grow like you know if I'm a if mm-hmm. you know if I'm 18 and I came in and I'm you know I'm a fun guy you got to remember when I get older younger players are still coming in so I'm relating more to them than a guy who's 36 37 yeah, so yeah. you know at 24 if I come in at eighteen and this guy's twenty-seven, I don't have a relationship with him. So the older we get, I still don't have one with him. So I I just travel backwards. Yeah, that's that's how. Yeah, you just yeah. travel you just travel backwards to the guys who remind you of you.
0: Like Benjamin Button, right? You're yeah, 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 yeah. You, like, you know,
1: but that's just how it is. You just yeah. travel backwards because that's you never true. had the relationship with the older. Yeah, guys. and
0: I think that's what people don't really see is when you're in high school, when you're coming up, you're a gym rat. If you're really good and you get mm-hmm. to the NBA, it's because you lived in the gym. Mm-hmm. You didn't do like guys don't go to their prom and they don't hang out with friends on a Friday night. I have a tournament. I'm traveling. I'm in the gym. I'm mm-hmm. up early getting shots up. And then when you get to college, same thing, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little bit more of the college life or whatever you didn't have the college life. But oh. like, so then you're still when you're in the NBA, same thing. Not Remember? really. This is well, different. It's well, different. until a certain it's point. The NBA,
1: you have you have money. Yeah, I was gonna say that that changes. So it. Right. you know what ends up happening is. You're you're sitting there and you're like, you have so much time and now so much money to try not to get in trouble.
2: Yeah, so you got responsibility. (laughs) I think in college you got an opportunity to make a mistake and be a kid, but you missed that whole gap from college to the NBA. You're going straight from high school, so now it's like, you don't know what it's like to be a kid, you Mm -hmm. don't know what it's like to make a mistake. You got to grow up. And then you, to you, you like, but I'm still 18. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I be thinking in my head, I be forgetting I'm 33. When <laughs> like, old, and I be like, dang, I am 33 <laughs> years old. 33 is not that old. I, well, for, I mean, for it's my right. 15th season. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Coming in, I mean, when well, you got to remember, coming in so young. Like, I forget you. Yeah, you did come straight out of the high
2: school. <laughs> so it's hard to, I still be thinking that. I'm still coming out of high, high school, school yeah, so yeah. I hang with all the young guys, and it's just like I can relate to them because they're young, they don't know what to do, mm-hmm. and it's it's just hard. You don't you don't know what to. Like, That's what I, is I that It's, it's
1: just it, it, it's it's you literally don't grow. You're like you're Peter Pan in a sense. You you're literally Peter Pan in a sense. Like you know, it's like LeBron. I guarantee if you, get LeBron away from the cameras; he's still the same goofball he was. Yeah. Then he's just forced to be a certain way in the camera because at the end of the day you don't really
2: <laughs> Well you like my
1: responsibility. Iverson the way he came in, the way he played and the way he is now, it's the same person. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I said. The guy the, the person doesn't change. You when you step into that league, that's who you are mentally.
0: But it can change you for sure. Most yeah, change
1: that, it. I mean you yeah. get wise, you get wiser, older,
0: but yeah.
1: your your character. Your character is your character. So, you know, if you didn't get to build a character with, you know, high school, going to college, and learning how to be responsible. You got to remember, you go from no responsibilities – true responsibility is like, all like I gotta look for how I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Mom, come, come! Like now, now your whole parents is coming out, and now you gotta find out a financial advisor. You pay the bills. I don't want to do all that bill shit. You know, <laughs> you know. So you try to figure out how to take all responsibilities oh, back off your plate because you it's like, be like I just want to play basketball. Yeah, <laughs> I want to play basketball and
2: buy the shit that I always dreamed of. Yeah. But nobody wants you to do that, so then you end up
0: buying everything. <laughs> they don't want to tell you no.
2: You don't buy everything. You'd be like, okay, I want that, 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 that. I probably have had every car in the world.
1: Just because they said don't. Yeah.
2: Every car. I had hella houses for no reason. Now you look back on it, you're like, Dang, I should have got
0: that. But
2: then you're like, well, <laughs> I, was, I was 18. <laughs> I was, Not to
0: mention, <laughs> we all would do it. If you're 19, 20 years old... yeah, That's what I said you're at
1: Athletes get the most money at the wrong time. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. at the
0: wrong time in their career.
1: You get it I, yeah. when you don't know nothing about money. And they're like, well, you know, you, you get these financial guys, they rob you. Yeah. They're going to rob anyone who's 18, 19, 20. I went to school for basketball, to be honest. I didn't go there for yeah. learning accounts. And, so when they showed me a paper, it's like, oh, 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 okay. I spent 300000
2: oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you not, what knowing, mean, like, not okay. knowing that 300000 is really a lot of money. you looking at it as, oh, that's 300000 <sighs> I got fifteen right, right here. here 15, yeah, 15000 yeah, yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, it's like
1: 300000 money. But like, yeah, like how am I going to be like, oh, nah, I only spent $200,000. is extra $100,000? Really?
0: Yeah. no. That's, it's, I, it's I just think looking think at oh, how think? they get you. They add on. You know, like, $300,000. That's me. should be a way that
2: You're not allowed to get all of your money up front just to protect you or some way to protect you because you don't, we don't understand anything dealing with money coming in, how to save. Well, I would say at least when these kids are in school, they should have a course on, you know, financial literature. And, you know, just learning. Another thing is just learning contracts because mm-hmm. we don't understand what's really in those contracts because we can't speak that language. Mm-hmm. So now we got to hire your attorney, which means we got to pay attorney fees. Mm-hmm. Then we got to have an agent. <laughs> and then we got to pay agent fees. So we losing what's almost 60% of our money before we even get it because we don't know, you know what I'm saying? And then when we want to get a trusted advisor, they might take from us. And then if we get friends, <laughs> yeah. they definitely going to take for it. Because they looking at it like, oh, this is a big bag of money over here. And he not paying attention to it. So he go ahead and take a couple dollars in there. And then that's when you see all these stories with financial advisors and friends taking a chunk of people's money. And now we got to sue them for it. Because we don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Because we still thinking like, A kid, Uh, because you're coming in 19 uh, years old. Like, just think about it. You 19, you got your own first house, and you a millionaire. Everybody in the world know who you are. So it's just like you can do whatever you want. Then you look up and you like, I did all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. got
1: there. I bought a fish. I bought a shark tank. What the fuck was I thinking about at that time? sounded cool at the time. (laughs) sounded cool at the time. Let me get the shark tank. Get a little sharks up in there. Yeah. You know, two hundred thousand. Do it, do it. I got it, do it. Somebody's like, you know, I could have built that for eighty thousand
0: and
2: you like,
1: Oh uh, you could've I God should've damn uh, it.
0: I should've shopped around Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I should've shopped around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but really I th- that's part of that the aging process for an athlete is like When you're 18, 19 years old, you're the leader of a franchise, right? Franchise player, and then fans want you to take a picture with their 12 year old kid. Like, shit, Mm -hmm. you're six years older than that kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're closer to the kid than the adult, but you're looked at as an adult. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I think the problem usually is, is we get the money. We have our parents.
2: But we don't want to listen. But to we them don't either. want to listen to
1: them anymore because we the, we the we the big fish now. Yeah. So I ain't You ain't telling me shit. You ain't telling me shit. I'm the millionaire in this family. Yeah. <laughs> Close that goddamn refrigerator. I couldn't wait to say that line. Close that goddamn refrigerator.
2: <laughs> I couldn't wait to tell my dad. This is my house. <laughs> Can't talk to me like that no more. We big in here. Uh huh. And my dad was like, "What you say?" yeah. yeah. I was like, "Oh, uh, nothing. It's <laughs> my house. I'm just saying." but as
1: I said we dream of those so it's like yeah. we get our money it's like it's hard to go back to our parents and say alright you know help me along here you know it's, we don't even know if they know anything they about money don't. they probably don't you right. know so it's like one of those things where it's like you know let me just pay somebody smart and you're like oh whatever my mom wants you know get it you know here's my you know assistant you know you, know, you can speak to him and that's where the sisters like Right, so I'm the middleman. Yeah, the white need a uh, hundred thousand. He going to the mall real quick. Yeah, go ahead and put it in my account. <laughs> you know, you start having shit like that. Yeah, you know, it's it's like we're so detached. Like people, are like, how do you not look at your accounts all the time? I'm playing. I'm I'm trying to mm-hmm. get better. I'm focused on basketball. Because that's like, what y'all told yeah. me to do. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm sitting here working out three times a day, training. I got this. Like, I don't have time to be
2: looking at sheets of paper that I don't really know what the fuck and I like. And then everybody tell you the same thing. Well, you got to make time. <laughs> <laughs> and you like, okay, but I still got to make time for this basketball that <laughs> I'm playing. Because if I don't, somebody else going to come and try to take <laughs> this spot. So you're not actually thinking like, all right, let me put on my businessman hat for two hours a day and straighten out all my stuff because you're thinking, all right, I just came back home from this West Coast trip. You know, I'm 19. I got to see this girl real quick. Mm -hmm. You know, you thinking about everything else except how to take care of my money. You know what I'm saying? And you're not even understanding the real value of the money that you have. You know, because nobody's ever taught us, you know, certain things like stocks and bonds and how to really invest your money. How to just keep your money and how the fact that since we already making so much money, we could just take the money, put it in the bank and let it grow that way. But we always taught coming in, hey man, you take this by Five hundred thousand dollars, I could turn this into a billion dollar company.
1: The Instagram, the Instagram yeah. logo, five hundred to five thousand. You're
2: <laughs> like, you really? looking at it like, you know what? He might be <laughs> right. It sounds good. Let me give him five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> the next thing you know, you out five hundred thousand dollars, which is really a million dollars,
0: and that hurts. And it That's hurts. The, <laughs> and you know, it don't hurt until it's five hundred thousand out of your no, account. That
1: when you got $20 twenty million, fifteen million, yeah, you don't, don't look at it like that. Yeah. You got to remember. All right, say a kid came in, uh, let's say Zion. Let's say he signs a $100 million shoe deal, right? 15% off the jump goes to Mm -hmm. the agent, right? So he loses 15%. And then now, you know, now you got taxes. So out of that 100, you're really making, what, 45? But in his mind, it's 100. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I made 100 million. You know, so he's going to spend it like 100 million. That's the problem that we don't grasp. That no, 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 no. When this is when this 10-year deal is over with, you only made 40. You're gonna only make 45. So if I spend 10 million dollars on my mom's house here, this year, or this and this and this, by the time you get the year five or six, you've done already spent your whole money. Now you're going 40 million, 60 million dollars in debt that you're taking out of your contract, not even knowing. Yeah. And that's what ends up happening. Like most rookies, I can tell you this: most rookies are usually broke. By the time they get to the second deal. That's, true. That's true. Because you got to remember, you got to buy, like, you got to, like, what was your first deal?
2: Uh, 12, I think. What did you buy first? Mom house? My mom's
1: house. Bought your mom's house. Yeah. So, so you buy your mom, did you buy it outright or did you have to get a finance? I bought
2: it outright. Okay, so, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was like 800 racks. Right oh, yeah, there. yeah, you're, you're in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. So you can uh, L A. market. Yeah. 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 So but like you know, think
1: about it like $800,000. Right? Like okay. So like Zoe, right? He bought a four or five million dollar house. So remember when he first got in the league, he don't have that check. Ain't that check didn't come five million like that. Nah. So he has to get a loan. So he yeah. put a million dollars down, get a loan for the other four.
2: You know, pay that off.
1: And then if he pays it off, or if he just paid five thousand dollars monthly. And then eight years later, he realized, oh, shit, I owe $4 million on this house. Nah, I'm not going. Nah, we're <laughs> going to let this motherfucker go in foreclosure or sell it. You know, that's what ends up happening. But you buy your mom's house and you got to get yourself something, buy her a new car, buy you a whip. You done ran through your first year money already. And
0: you're probably not buying just one.
1: Now now you're already in. This, year two's money still on year one. Just now you got to buy furniture. And then now you finally got yourself a house. So by the time you get the, by the time
2: your four, five years is up, you're like,
1: oh, where a new deal at? Ooh, let me get a new deal.
2: <laughs> now everybody's not planning to necessarily win. They plan to get a new contract. contract. So that's when you see selfish basketball. So it's kind of like all full circle. So, I think the first thing you really got to do is understand what you're getting into. But you really can't understand it because you've never been Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. And your parents never been. It's a whole new world for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I think the NBA has a lot of programs to try to help you. But it's something that you got to go through. It's like the rookie wall when you're playing. You got to go through the wall. Regardless of (laughs) how you feel. No, I ain't going through no rookie wall. Mm -hmm. I'm in shape. You're going to hit the wall. It's the same thing when it comes to the financial stuff. You're going to have to figure out how to do this. But it's hard because you've never done it and you don't have time. And it's like, I would say the the one thing about the NBA, it can distract you from just life itself. Because for, for so long, you're busy with a schedule. You got to wake up. You got to make sure you eat. Make sure so you stretch uh, stretching, getting all your work in. Then you got a full day to work on that stuff. Then you got appearances. <laughs> then you got things. So it's like you can miss out on life itself because you're so busy mm-hmm. with basketball. And you look back and you're like, dang, that happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't remember it happening because you're so caught up.
1: You're, mov- you're moving so fast.
2: You're moving so fast. like." Uh, the other day I was at my house and I was just looking at old pictures of myself uh, from back in the day. And I was like, man, I don't even remember <laughs> this person. <laughs> I don't know who this person is. Because it seemed like it just happened so long ago. And it's just life is just going by so fast. It never really slows down until you have like an injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of mm-hmm. like make everything slow down. And now you so you in shell shock. Yeah. So yeah
1: <laughs> what the fuck is this? What do I What do, I do now? <laughs> when did I say this? When yeah, do yeah. I do
2: this? Like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? So it's very interesting.
0: And I think for athletes, talk about being 33, so much happens in the course of a year for an athlete. Mm-hmm. Think of all the travel that you're doing, all the meetings that you have, you know, the people that come in and out of your life that, yeah, by the time you're 33, that's 15 years, but you've aged like 30 years. It's like dog years. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you drive down the street, your face is on a billboard. You know, you pull up to the arena and, you know, the banners are of you and it, it, there's it, so much attention on you at all times. You
1: know, and that I think that's the, like, if you, if you listen to an NBA player, like, if you followed him, you'll get the same two things from everyone. The last, let's say, round, a little bit after All-Star break, if you're on a bad team, you're doing a countdown oh, man, I can't wait till this shit's over with, boy. You start, mm-hmm. I, I need to start shipping my shit home. You know, you, oh, I'm about to go on this vacation, this vacation. Yeah. August, around August comes, you be like, man, I can't wait for the season to start, man. You're right. Damn, this, this lonely, you bored. You really bored. Like, you bored. bored. There's only so, like, you're working out and doing all that, but it's like, you're bored. <laughs> you're like you're like, I can't wait for this season to come around. I could be around the fellas. We could talk that shit. Get on the play, Like like you start mm-hmm. remembering what makes you excited, and that's how your actual career goes. It's like yeah, you know, I'm so excited to get the season over with. I mean, I mean, the season going, start, and then yeah. now I got to get this shit over with. Yeah. have a little fun with the family. Ah, oh, this shit's over with. I'm, I'm
0: not, I know, let's do gotta something new. Back. <laughs> I got to get back, get away from these motherfuckers. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> you can only stay at home for so long. You only but that's stay. why,
1: they, you know, that's why breakups happen,
0: mm. you
1: know, like within your first two years out of NBA, because now you're sitting there looking at this person the whole time. Like you have nowhere to escape. So every argument has to actually get dealt with. It's not like, Oh, I got to go. You know, I, yeah. oh, you know. I'm just not text right me. Now. Not right now.
2: Cause <laughs> you got, you got this to deal with, uh-huh. and I can't be dealing with an argument right now. <laughs> like, no, I got a game today today. Yeah, yeah, nah. And then they going to say, it ain't never the time. <laughs> and so now they just building up animosity with, with you. And you like, hey, but I got to play. And you like, well, what about me? Uh-huh. So it's like, it's so much. You know what I'm saying? But that's what we ask for when we want to yeah. in the NBA. So we got the good stuff that come with it in the band.
0: Yeah, we didn't. I don't know if we've ever gotten into this before on the podcast, but we're going to take a break and we'll get into it. Uh, we want to talk about our friends at Burrow. Just a reminder, the No Chill podcast is brought to you by Burrow, makers of clever furniture designed for real life. If your real life is like our real life, and it's probably not like your real life, you're set up to spend a lot of time on the sofa the next few months because as nice as it is to watch basketball, it's much better to watch it in an air-conditioned comfort of your living room. So Burrow, uh, they make clever designs that are easy to set up and go through steep staircases and through narrow doorways. Uh, Easy to move, and they even mean that you can add and remove seats as needed. Features naturally scratch- and stain-resistant fabric, sturdy hardwood frames, and soft, non-toxic foam cushions. There's even a built-in USB charger because Burrow knows the sofa is always blocking the most convenient wall outlet. It's totally customizable, so you can pick one of five fabric colors, three leg finishes, two armrest styles, any length. You can even add a chaise lounge or ottoman. One-week shipping is always free, and Burrow stands by their furniture with a risk-free 30-day return period. So for fans of the No Chill podcast, it's time to upgrade your sofa to one that actually stands up to your lifestyle. Get $75 off a new sofa, a free one-week shipping, by visiting burrow.com slash chill. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash nochill for $75 off a new sofa, and thanks again to Burrow for supporting the No chill Podcast.
1: Yes. Hey, why well, you couldn't spell my shit out? You could have we don't need no to chill. at
0: this point. Well, you could have. We, we, if you're a fan of the show by now. <laughs> all right. Just check you it You just autocorrect for that. Okay. So, yeah, we've never talked about relationships. I don't think. No? On the what, record. Uh-uh. What type of relationship? Having a relationship as an athlete is damn hard. Because, like you said, you're traveling all the time. You can't give somebody your full attention even when... To have your attention I think
2: the best thing to do in any relationship is to keep it private especially when you um uh, professional athlete um you know this is my opinion I think you protect the things that you love by you know keeping them private i think sometimes when you uh you showing too much to the world then they might they might not be as accepting to what you got going on and you're always going to have people that disagree with what you're doing, but I just think if you have a relationship with somebody, the more private that you keep it, the better it is for that person and for you.
1: It it, it just seems so unrealistic to be 19 to 28 and actually be in a serious relationship. I mean... (laughs) I mean so much vagina is thrown at you. It's hard. It's, like, I mean, it's let's hard, be honest. Period. Like period. You, you're if you're the, the star player. if you're the star player on the team, every piece of vagina is coming to you first. <laughs> and you're sitting here just I mean, how many times can you just block before it's like, ah fuck it. <laughs> you know what? This is that one guy. This, <laughs> this is this nah, is uh right. Beyoncé right here. You know, I can't let this one go. I mean you
2: He's right. I, I totally understand. Like, he's right. Like, and then after doing it for so long, you develop a, this appetite. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, even when you're done playing or when you feel like you want to slow down, that other side of you, that sickness, used to call it, <laughs> that sickness would be like, mm, come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I haven't let you go yet. I can't let you go. Like, <laughs> this is a good time in our life. Uh so it's it's kind of hard man you got to really it's, it's the hardest thing man I, I ain't going to even front it's it's hard cuz you you it's it's a possibility that you can really love these people but it's like it's so much it's the kid it's that it's like
1: taking a kid to a candy store and saying it's worse than just candy take store. one piece of candy it's like what
0: it's hard. Like, yeah, I would like, say it's that. But like you the never, concept. you never want to commit to anything because there's so many options. To no, you but you do commit. We do
1: commit. We like the concept. We like, we like the ideal of sleeping next to someone, someone being
2: there for us. You
1: know, de-stressing us
2: because you get you get lonely as hell. Yeah. Like it's it's easy it is to say. Well, you know. Oh, you a superstar. You a celebrity. Why? How are you lonely? You got people around you all the time. You can have 30 people around you and still feel Mm -hmm. by yourself because all them people ain't sleeping in the bed Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might just want a female just to lay in the bed with with you. (laughs) you. That's just comfort. Think about Mm -hmm. it. You in the locker room all day (laughs) (laughs) with hard legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You seeing people all day like walking in and out like, you don't want to see them. You want to go home. And look at something real <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. and land it, and be like, "Damn, this is a good life." Like mm-hmm. I'm with one of the finest girls <laughs> so in the world, cool, and so you like, you don't ever want that to end. But then you realize, like, you really gonna still be alone. You can have all the girls in the world, but you still could be alone. So it's hard.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't suffer. do it. I couldn't do it. I tried for like two weeks, you know. Just like, <laughs> nah, serious like one of those Detroit, Milwaukee, Minnesota trips, you know. Yeah, I don't, Memphis. Yeah, I don't know anybody there anyway. You it's know, it's cold up there. So I am like, you know, warm. I'm not gonna fly anybody out. You know, I'm just gonna go ahead and try this, this, this new, this new me. You know, <laughs> no, it's stupid. <laughs> like you know, it's like it's stupid. Like yeah, like she's a singer, and she's like calling. Wanted me to bust her back out and you you <laughs> like no <nah, I. laughs> you 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 not hurt you know? so i'm going here to go ahead and take this hurt <laughs> you know and it's it's just one of those it's pretty much half There's so many coming the older you get you start blocking a little bit you know you know you, know, you start blocking but when you're in that that young age come on that's right you're and young you, and
2: it's yeah. all coming at you so you, you got gotta so think much think money yeah. you got to think you you since you done built that appetite so high because you were you came in at 18 just like you said you still didn't grow in that area yeah that's an area that it's hard to grow out of because you still you still feel like you can relate to all the stuff you did (laughs) when you was 18 19 so you're not thinking like man this could possibly mess me up Mm -hmm. you thinking oh this just Whoever the person is, (laughs) you're not thinking that way because your mind hasn't grown up to what's going going on around You don't think of consequences. It's kind of like somebody that's been in jail. You know, when they go in jail at 2004, when they come out, they still think it's 2004. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it'll be the same thing for us. Like, we not understand. Like, when we came into the league, there was no social media. There was no, like, baller alerts or TMZ sports or shade rooms or none of that stuff. It was just we are gonna do what we do. Yeah, and yeah. ain't nobody gonna ever know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now it's like you gotta watch every little thing that you do, and then the people that you really care about, you really want to protect them. But then it gives you this false sense of trust because you don't really know who to trust. But at the same time, you like I want to talk to a lot of people, but you can't trust them. It's Those true. are funny. If
1: I be in a DM like this. I be. Is this a setup? Cause this is my style right here. He <laughs> just be this is my style, you know. Yeah. I'ma just put the eyes. <laughs> Let me just put the eyes. I see you, like I, you know, Passive. that can go either way. Like I know you, the cop, you know. But it's just like that was the hardest thing. Like when I was done, the hardest thing for me was like wasting time. Like I had to try, I had to try to figure out the waste time that was used to being soaked up. Like you know, so it's like from like that ten to that ten, 10 to, 1, to one, you know. Then like that's that that five to nine, you know. It was like yeah. it was rough because you know I'm so used to being busy. The rest of the time is like I'm sleeping or I'm doing. Like those times are not. I, you know, yeah. But you also,
0: you're used to being on the road.
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying, but, but you, you those the times, yeah, those, those times is, you, you found ways to, but it's the, these times that were scheduled, you know, so now, you know, when that time, like you can feel that time, you can feel that shit when it, like, you're like, like, oh shit, uh.
2: What are I supposed to do? Yeah, what
1: I, yeah, you know, you're sitting there looking at your phone like, ah, right, nobody fucking call me for nothing, no meetings, no, yeah. all right, let me,
2: let me go get an early lunch. <laughs> you know, and, like, and like, I what, like yeah, yeah. I think that's when a lot of players, you know, a lot of players don't talk about it, but I think a lot of players go through that stage of depression with that. Especially mm-hmm. even like the the closer they get to being done playing, it's like they depressed because they don't know what to do mm-hmm. with all the time they got, and then they start reminiscing about the long bus rides, the long plane rides, where you playing cars. Mm-hmm. or you talking about some stuff, or you went to this club as a team, or you had this event, like your mind starting to go back to all of these events. Mm-hmm. So you're never present. You're either in the past <laughs> or you think about the future, you're never in that moment. And so I think a lot of players, they get real depressed going through that stage because it's like, man, what am I doing? Like, what's my purpose? <laughs> yeah, what's your purpose? Yeah. Because your- you
0: never questioned that before. When no, you because gotta, your purpose right was there. to be yeah. great. And
2: that's it. Yeah, that's your purpose you was, was to be saw. great. I got to be the best yeah. ever. I got to do this for for myself like you know what I'm saying? So
1: Like it was so funny. I was looking at like, you know, when you like see like Shaq on, you know, TNT or ESPN and you see all these guys you you're like, yo, with all the money you made, why are you not relaxing for a little bit? Yeah. He don't they don't want to feel that. They don't want to feel that 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 time, they wanna feel, they wanna stay busy because at some point you start missing like teammates and all the Mm -hmm. shit talking, all the trash talking, all the fake fights y'all was gonna do. You start missing that. You know, you you just start, that's just part of you just, you gotta remember, it's something from high school. All the way to the pros Get that you've ball. always had. You've been doing this your Oh yeah, so AAU, AAU, yeah, AAU.
2: So you've been traveling, you've been playing, you've been around the same group of people mm-hmm. your whole life, but you don't really know life. A lot of times you don't really know who you are mm-hmm. because you've been given this false sense of who, would the, who the world sees you as. You know what I'm saying? So it's really like your ego's telling you, like, you this.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, You know what I'm saying? I'm this person. Yeah. And that could be, that could even be who you are, but that's just who you've been feeding your whole life. And now when you can't feed that person no more, it's like, it's like shell shock. It's crazy.
0: I don't know how you tell a guy to to do that naturally because you can be who you are as a young player talking about like, you're always that guy. And you said this before, like when, after you had your injury, and when you were in Orlando, mm-hmm. you were like training like you're a man on fire because you're like, I want to, or you have noticed like, I want to be the bad guy. Like, I want to be the villain. That's not really who you are, though. No, so if you yeah. have an injury or a trade or some moment of like, this is a challenge for me.
1: But you got to remember, you know, when you're going, you know, you're 15 years into the league. You got to figure out tools to keep you challenged anyway, because that's all yeah. you know is, yeah. you know, Okay, uphill battles. I need to go uphill. I need to go uphill. I need to get to the mountains. So, you know, he missed all the season. Now going into next season, oh, I gotta prove they that, you bad. know.
2: Yeah, and that's the ego. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the ego. Like you shouldn't have we shouldn't have to prove nothing to nobody. We already who we are, mm-hmm. but we try to prove it because we like, man, I don't want people to think I fell off. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't want people to think that I'm above. So now we we study. Our whole life is geared towards trying to prove something. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, none of that stuff really yeah. matters. You know what's funny? And, and at,
1: didn't was it LeBron who said like I don't have was was he the one who said it I don't have nothing to prove? Right. You know it was you like you guys have said that. It was at the it was at the, was it towards the end of the year when he yeah. was like uh, they were trying to figure out like championships like I don't, good, I don't they
0: when they didn't make the playoffs yeah I don't have anything to prove
1: like. And people hate that he said it
2: because it's ego
1: <laughs> because he doesn't say, because he says, hey listen, I've done accomplish enough that I like where I'm at,
2: like you know that
1: I have you know three rings, like I know that's he has five that man has six, but I like where I'm at right now, like you can't tell me that I'm not great or one of the greats because I don't have six rings or five rings like my stats speak for themselves. Like, I remember someone was like, th- th- someone was like yeah, is the White Howard a f- first ballot Hall of Famer? I was like, d- d- have you seen his stats? Like, it- it- I
2: don't
1: it- – it-, it says it right
2: there. <laughs> see, they're not looking at that. What they're no. looking at is now, and they look at issues that are away from basketball mm-hmm. and say, well, he had this problem, so he shouldn't be this. Or he left this team, so because he left this team, he shouldn't be considered this. And it's like.
1: Like, it's, a, it's like it's. Like, I remember, like, when, I, when somebody was asking me about Orlando, I was like, man, if, if the NBA had the white before the injury, oh, my God, you wouldn't even be thinking about these other big men. I said he was so young and dominant. I said, I remember we're playing Miami Heat. And we were down like 15 to 19. And then you're like, oh, don't worry about that. We're going to come back. That's what we always do. Right? And I'm like, "That's what okay, let's see how this works. You know, this is. And then you can see that he was like, "Dwayne Wade ain't driving in here no more. LeBron ain't going to drive no more. And literally, they only took jump shots the rest of the game. He hit one of them real hard. Boom. Jump shot, jump shot. Mm-hmm. We came back and won. And I was like. God damn! <laughs> you know you're sitting there because you know from afar. You know you did I, You know I, I can't evaluate him. You know he's, he's far. Just whatever he, whatever he did that game. That's all I, I really know. So to see it up close and see how dominant he was, and that's when this off. That's when your offense was just. It was just getting around the yeah. curve. You know, yeah. it's like towards the end the playoffs. He was really dominant. So it was like okay. Oh, he's about to really just take off, and then you got hurt. Then I remember when you when you came to um, Lakers and I was like, you know, oh, I hope he doesn't play this year. Because you remember that's when we was talking about yeah. the back and it was like, you know, once he started getting booed, I'm like, see, they're trying to – they don't even respect the injury. No, nah, they even, don't. They're not even evaluating the injury like, yo, he's injured still. He's playing through the injury.
2: Yeah. Like, but that's, that's what <laughs> – that's what all sports figures and I and I even tell like young guys like when I talk to them like if you injured man, if you can't play, like for real can't play, don't don't do it. Because you don't have to prove to somebody that you injured. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when I came to LA fresh off the back surgery, I was like, Man, I gotta show everybody that I'ma come back and I'm still Superman. Mm-hmm. And then I tore my labrum in the process. So now I'm playing with a torn labrum. And I'm still recovering from back surgery. Mm. And they like, man, he suck. He suck. <laughs> he don't want to play for it. He can't represent the jersey right. And I'm like, man, I promise you, I ain't got no soft holes <laughs> in my body. But this is real. Really? The injuries is real. You know, so I had to get over that phase. That was a hard phase, man. And you know, going back to what you were saying about Orlando, and a lot of times I would tell guys like, I don't look at us being down as the issue in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I remember what you was talking about, like, oh, we, we going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just like we had developed this, uh, this, like, calmness about us. Like, if we was down by 20, we was down by 15, we're never going to fold. Mm-hmm. We're never going to show that we're down. We're just going to take it as, right, we're going to come back. <laughs> like, we had games where we was down by 20. And it was like, all right, we know what we gotta sit down. <laughs> I gotta man up. Yep. I gotta make sure that nobody coming to paint. And it was a mindset, you know. Uh I don't know if you saw the series when we played uh the the uh the clippers and I was at the Rockets and we were down three mm-hmm. one and uh, I was telling the team, I was like, Man, we gotta beef up our uh, physicality. And one of the coaches came to me and said, Dwight, remember that thing you wanted to do? It's time to do it. And so what I wanted to do was put them on their ass. Mm-hmm. Anytime they came to the paint and Blake trying to dunk, slam him on his ass. Put DeAndre on his ass. And it wasn't because I wanted to hurt them, but the message was to everybody Y'all not finna fuck with us. We finna come back and win this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we came back and won the series. Because our mindset mm-hmm. was way different than everybody else's. It wasn't, damn, we down. It was, man, we finna fuck this shit up. And if we go out, we might as well go out blazing. Mm-hmm. And we ain't go out. Until we met them boys at Golden State. Mm-hmm.
1: No, no, it's just it's just crazy because I, you know, you never seen someone so dumb. Like I look at players now mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, was it Rudy Goldberg? And and I'm like, yeah. no. Nah. Y'all not as, y'all didn't see what I seen. Like, I I literally seen, I didn't play defense. J.J. Redick didn't play defense. Ryan didn't play defense. <laughs> Chirk didn't play defense. Because you knew what you had back yeah, then. Yeah, we, like, we literally were bad defenders, and he clinked up everything. And that's what was like,
2: yo, this is like, but we had a trust though. They trusted that I was behind, right, them, yeah. And I trusted them that they wasn't gonna do something like foul. Like, the <laughs> opportunity to score, I would tell them like, "Yo, all you gotta do is when they go to the basket, just put your hands up, and I can come clean it up." Mm-hmm.
1: And
2: yep. so we had a trust like that. Yeah,
1: no, that's what's funny It's like, you know, it's like our bad habits. He just said, "Listen, don't don't reach. Oh, so don't, oh, don't fake it. Just." Oh, okay, like like yeah, I, yeah. We, we we literally look look like uh, rookie Rubio out there the whole time, just playing behind everybody. <laughs> Go to Dwight. Go to he Dwight.
2: Dwight. He the, teams, the, the coach, no the, the difference is the coach that we had, he knew that I wanted to clean up their mistakes. So he let me play defense the way I mm-hmm. wanted to play defense. He wasn't like, nah, we got to keep you in this scheme. He said, Dwight, you know how to play defense. You just make sure that you control everything. And a lot of teams that I've been on ever since, it's like they want me to play a certain type way, jump straight up instead of going to block a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my mind, I got to play games with the people that I'm playing against. Mm -hmm. And then I got to build a trust with my teammates. So I built the trust with these guys based off telling them, like, hey, don't do this. Don't foul. Don't reach. Don't even try to block shots. Just lead your man to the basket and put your hands up and have somebody get my back. Mm -hmm. And once we developed that, nobody was scoring on us because guys also knew then, since I was behind them, they could play a little bit harder on defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they knew that, oh, Dwight behind us, he ain't going to let nobody (laughs) Yeah, he ain't going to make me look bad. (laughs) You know what I'm
0: saying? All we had to do was just take away shots.
2: Yeah, take away the threes and keep people – away from getting second chance points and we was good.
0: And that year you're talking about my, that Miami game, defensive player of the year.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that,
2: yeah. We that helped. Back. No, <laughs> <laughs> no they, they really did help me because uh, they held me accountable, but it wasn't they, they wasn't, they didn't have to hold me accountable by saying, Dwight, we need you behind us. They held me accountable by trusting me enough. So it made me know that I gotta do my job because they doing their job by sending them to me, and so my job is to erase it.
0: Last thing I wanted to talk about, we were getting into this before you got here, was the dominant players ever, right? And two guys, Dwight named. Yeah, I threw out. Of course, I threw out. You know, Jordan right away and Kobe. Dwight said Kareem. Kareem, you couldn't stop that. That guy. Well, I didn't say
2: Kareem was the. A dominant player. I think he's one of the best to play. I just don't think his game was sexy enough yeah, yeah. for people to say he's one of the goats.
1: You know the problem also with with you know trying to judge who's the best ever. It's it's the reporters now, right? Mm-hmm. Thirty, forty. They didn't really get to watch him. Correct. You know so. You know these guys can only judge off of what they're seeing now. So you know it's yeah. like, you know, oh, they, ah, they were everyone was small then. You just you try to make excuses of why they wasn't great because you wasn't living in that moment. Correct. So you know, so when I tell people, I said, look, when I do my five or my ten, if it's starting from when I started watching basketball, correct? Cause you when don't I can know
2: anything, before. I said I
1: don't know. I can't. I'm sorry. I can look at Oscar Robertson's numbers and say, oh, they was amazing, but. Yeah. I didn't see him play. Yeah. You know, Will Chambers said, hey, this shit looks fucking amazing they here. Do. But I don't I don't know what I'm looking at. You know, I, I don't I see Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> I see that motherfucker <gasps> monkey dunking on everybody, you know. <laughs> yeah. His 20 look like that 50,
0: I'm sure. But you know, because you can't gauge it, you know, you just say, ah. But I think with those those bigs, all time greats, that, that's just physical dominance. And I think the hard thing is who? With with who? Kareem and Will. Yeah, there's the no
1: chef. physical dominance. What's it two Except- twenty? Yeah, those guys are small. That's what I'm
2: saying. Like, Shaq, what I was telling you, if there was one player out of every player that I ever played in the NBA who I take, I take Shaq. It was so funny. I I always take, like, as a center,
1: I always take him. Because at the end of the day, when you compare just him to every center that came before him, you. He was just too big. He was just yeah. too dominant. It was like everyone else back then, Oscar Roberts. I mean, not Oscar, the, um, Russell. You, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're today's two men, three men. You're like, KD. Yeah,
2: Shaq would kill like Bill Russell. Like, <laughs> I love Bill Russell. I have the utmost respect for all these players that came before me. But I know for a fact, gotta push that Shaq, he's 7'5". Almost. All right, S- that, anywhere between 7'2 seven, seven seven and 7'5 is 7'5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 6'10, 6'11, and I was doing what I was doing. But you're talking about somebody that was way taller than me, and he 300-something pounds, and he moving like a, a guard.
1: And that's the, that, that was the problem. Like, he was skilled. He wasn't just a brute. Yeah. He was skilled. So you're looking at, like, you got to remember, he outweighed everyone. But he didn't sit there and, and yeah. bang through it. He's, I'm spinning. I'm, I'm, you know, Jump he's. Step you know, so on. it's one of those guys where he exceeds evolution because of who he was. The, uh, the next player is probably.
0: Really? Went from Shaq to Dwight.
1: Probably LeBron.
0: Yeah, I would say. Le- I was because I LeBron. mean, you know,
1: he's playing from the three to the one. I'm,
0: I'm talking about big men, though, because big man. Yeah, because the thing is, <laughs> you're talking about the expectations for you in LA is normal people don't they see you a giant and they just expect you. Yeah, you gotta, we got to remember it's to be defensive, than It's
1: defensive player of the year. You're coming off all of this, and then you get here, and it's like, oh, we're championship, mm-hmm.
2: right, Woo! Away. right? We're away.
1: championship. You know, right away. I remember Eddie Jordan. I told Eddie Jordan. I said, y'all ain't going to win. And he said, why? I said, because Kobe's never actually played with a point guard before. What do you mean? I said, he's never played with a point. The only real other point he played with was Gary Payton. They lost. Mm -hmm. I said, because he's the point. He needs the ball. He needs the ball. So him and Steve Nash are going to not coexist the last five minutes. Cause Steve Nash needs
2: the to ball, too.
1: needs the ball. Do pick and roll, get everyone involved. Yeah. Well, he's not going to make the White better. He's not going to make Gasol better. He's not going to make Kobe better. So, what is his purpose? If he can't make anyone better, what is his purpose? Now he becomes just a spot up shooter. He and becomes Derek Fisher. Shooter. Now he's not a spot up shooter. So now it's yeah. like Steve Blake. I said your Steve Blake is going to look better than. And Steve Blake actually played yeah. good. Yeah, I was a, Steve Blake could look better because Steve Blake is used to that role. Mm-hmm. I said if your guy's used to the role, and now you got the white like, come on man, get his shit up. And then you got yeah. Paul Gasol said, hey, get his shit up. Kobe, get his shit up. He like, he's it, like, what the it, fuck it, y'all it need before then? It was we hard don't. for
2: all of us to coexist. <laughs> I don't think that. I think we had a good, uh, good team on paper. I just think if you look at the pieces that we had. And no offense to Kobe, I, I, I like I told you earlier, I think he's better than Jordan. And I only say that because I feel like everything Jordan did, he did it better. Um, But I don't think he made people around him better. Uh, Andrew Bynum, I don't think he grew playing with Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant. I think that Andrew Bynum's ceiling was cut short because he played with Kobe because Kobe needed the ball. So he didn't have a – as a big man, in order to develop, you develop later on in your career Mm -hmm. based off how you were being fed. If you look at um, all the bigs that came before me, their primes was when they were in their their Mm -hmm. mid-30s. Hakeem, Shaq, Alonzo, all these guys were – when they turned 33 all the way to they finished That's when they was really like their best version of themselves. That's because they got the ball a lot towards the end of their career. And they had seen everything. Mm -hmm. But if you look at guards, they get the ball from the beginning Beginning. as soon as they come in. So they develop like that. And that's a big man to take time. And I think Andrew needed some time to really develop. But he's playing with Kobe. It's just like Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown played with Jordan, but before that, he was a really good player. You know, <clears throat> what's so funny is I
1: remember when I got to Washington and we had, um, you know, I got there and, you know, I heard the the horror stories of Kwame. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those, like, all right, I'm just not, you know, if anything happens, I just won't say nothing during the game. It was all mental.
2: Yeah. It was, it, was, it was
1: just more mental than, like, his physical, his physical, like, I mean, it was built like a horse. I mean – he was quick as shit. I mean, he had small hands for his size, yeah. but he was more like an Anthony Davis type. He was more of a four-man that wanted to just boom, 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 boom. He wasn't a five. You know, he was a, was, was he 6'11", 6'10"? He
2: was, I mean,
1: he was like an inch taller than me. Yeah, so, I mean, so you got a 6'11 guy you know, who just, who wanted to play track and field type of basketball. So and, Yeah. You know, yeah. so he was more of like an Anthony, da- uh, Anthony Davis type, you know, Because he was big, you wanted him to play back to the basket, but he was too quick for everything he did. You know, so it was one of those things where we got to give him the ball to let him actually go through
2: what he can actually do. So he can learn how to play with a pace. Mm -hmm. See, as big men, uh, since we didn't get the ball a lot, when we got it. We tried to make a – they always tell us, make a quick move." move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, as a guard, if you, even if you watch the game today, when guards get the ball, they face up, they jab, <laughs> they look through the whole floor to see what's going on, and then they decide what they do. As a big, we Re- read it as soon as we get the ball, we're going to face up, rip through, yep. face up, go the other way, back to the basket, quick running hook. All that stuff is programmed. See, these guys today, they know how to slow down. Like, if you watch NB, when, when he get the ball, he know he going to touch the ball at least mm-hmm. 200 times. Yeah, a day. Yeah, 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 So, he get a chance to be like, all right. See I where see, the double's coming see from. where mm-hmm. everything is coming from. But for some, like, even myself, like, I never got as many touches as NB. Even when I played in Orlando, mm-hmm. I was only getting 10, 11 shots a game, but I was just very efficient. Mm-hmm. So, I did everything off quickness. Just like Kwame Brownwood or um, Andrew Bynum, the bigs that played in that era. So, the development of a big takes longer, and you need to give them more opportunities so they can actually understand. That's why Hakeem was so good because he had opportunities to show, like, <laughs> fully showcase everything he did. And now that's why you see some of these bigs like an Anthony Davis. Um, well, he's not even cousins. Cousins. Um, N.B.
1: Uh, York, yeah,
2: Jokic, all those guys, yeah. they get opportunities to just, just.
1: Yeah. Like, so funny is with the Kwame thing, we were just, you know, you, you, he fucked up two times. I'm like, all right, Man, you know what, for one for flat. You know, we ain't going back to that. But you know, you, you're starting to think about it now. Like, yeah, we didn't,
0: he we didn't, didn't get, get a, we didn't give him an
1: opportunity to actually yeah. to try to develop on how to to figure out what he was. Gonna be,
0: and now you're not building a team like I was thinking of guys. We were you're, you're talking about uh, some of those guys from back in the day, Ewing and Akeem. The team was built around them, Correct. now they're not building teams around bigs. You, you know, so you know, I've always had that theory that Shaq,
1: when Shaq came in the league, it kind of altered perception for future bigs. You got to remember, you're sitting at 300 pounds, if you can't, he came in at 92. If you're, if you're 95 and you're you're coming in uh, 1995 and you're Kevin Garnett and you're sitting at seven foot, 220, do you really want to go against Shaq? Or are you I gonna know. look at that four-man who's fucking 6'5? Oh, uh, yeah, undersized four men, they're brutes. I'll take my chances with them. You know, so they're never gonna try to score because they're just defensive players. They just wanna. Enforcers. So I just, I, I have a field day. So now you got Keith Van Horn. You got all these sinners that came into the NBA as four men instead of five men.
0: Well, also, they saw Shaq and said, I don't want to go.
1: Yeah, but that's that. what I'm saying. So instead of being the future of fives, they said, fuck it. We're going to all go become fours. So mm-hmm. all the Dirt Nowinskis, the Tim Duncans, they all went four men instead of the five. That's why the four men developed.
0: So and really, quick. there was a run of bigs that didn't make yeah. it because they were trying to make, like, a <laughs> guy who popped into my head, Michael Ola Candy. Yeah. Well, it was like, well, he, oh shit, you're Yeah, big, but that's what they end th-
1: up like, you know. Like, to him, too, it's like, hey, you came to the Clippers. So, you know, it's like
0: <laughs> you didn't even have a chance. really, it was to probably cancer. like, I mean, Yao. Was
1: but Yao was really, I mean, Yao was forced
0: to be a five.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, but other than that, it, it was just like McGlore. You didn't really have five. No. They all transferred to the fours. Like, yeah, even right now, all in the fours.
2: Yeah, and they couldn't play that position because they never developed at that position. You know, so a lot of coaches and, you know, even when I tell the young guys that I talk to that haven't made it to the league yet, try to develop every every skill that you can mm-hmm. because you never know how a coach will use you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, a lot of times guys would be like, yeah, I play the four. Well, don't play the four. Play the one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, and five because the coach might—you might not grow to be yeah. six eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times in high school, a coach will have a center that's six four, and he'll suck at the next level <laughs> because he been playing center his whole life and he's six four.
1: <laughs> that's. A- I always said it. That's that's how Zion was. He was damn near the center in high school. And
2: now he, they got him playing what? Power three, four. Four, three? No, he's, he's playing. been playing power four. He's going to try to come in the league as a, a three. he That's going to be hard. And I, and I, and I, <laughs> and I think he's one. athletic. I think he's gifted. But it's going to be hard because he's like a tweener. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be hard for him to play a, a five. Like, should have five, four, no, a three. Five, yeah, I yeah. mean, like, even it's the threes, you still him. got
1: LeBron, you got KD. These are all six, Guys, ten, like seven Giannis footers. So Like, yeah. you got your six, six. Like, your jumping ability means nothing at that point because you're giving up four or five inches of height. So, you got to take that away from your vertical, also. Yeah. Because if you're jumping at a 43 at six, six, they need 37, 36, plus their arm length. You're you're not actually jumping over them at this point, so it's like you know no these big different. guys, the average big guy at the three, four, five, six, ten with a thirty-seven, that's easy. Like you're not jumping through anybody, and that's when I realized when you said, "Ah, uh, LeBron ain't coming through here," and I was like, "Wait, what do you mean? I, I know what he did to us. He was coming through there, you know." But then I realized, well, Michael Ruffin was six eight, so when he jumped, Michael Ruffin wasn't close. When you jump. Yeah, I'm over. I'll make Yeah, yeah he's sitting there yeah. like trying to, like, oh shit, the ball is only at his face. I still need to climb more. And he was a freak athlete, you know, but you went up against a freak athlete.
2: You know, it's like
1: everyone in there is a freak. It's it, it, it all some,
2: out. So it got to be something else that's going to get you to be successful at the next level. So that's something that Zion is going to have to face when he gets here. Like, of course, he had a great college career, but he's playing against other college players. And he even struggled with some of them, mm-hmm. the ones that were just as strong as him, who could jump. They didn't even have to jump, jump. like him, but if they could jump, now they're, causing, they're presenting problems for, for a guy like him. So I think he's just going to have to go through an adjustment period. I think he's going to have to lose a ton of weight, and he's going to have to develop his right hand. I've never seen him really finish with his mm-hmm. right hand. Uh, even some of the big skill guys that they've talked about in history, they only did certain things, mm-hmm. like a Carl Malone, uh, even Elijah One and even Tim Duncan.
1: They were they they were they were excellent at what they did. Like right. right now, he that's why I always when I say he doesn't have a skill, they're like, Oh man, you're saying he's terrible. I said, No, he doesn't have a skill. Skill is dribbling, passing, shooting. That's a skill. Mm-hmm. His natural ability is his natural ability. Yeah. He's a Bugatti. Yeah. He just like Depending on where you put the car, depending on how this how you know this car looks. Yeah. So, you know, you put him at the, the four, I don't see that car moving anywhere. You put him at the three, I don't know if he can handle that. You put him at the two, even if he lose 30, 40 pounds. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of weight. He's still the biggest two guard. Like, he's still going to be faster than majority. Damn it. Every, he'll be faster than every shoot. Ch- Klay Thompson, Jimmy, he'll be, he'd be faster than every shooting guard. He'll be stronger than every shooting guard. Yeah. He'll be the most athletic shooting guard. So that is his. That's the, that's the position that makes him the next GOAT. Hey, Three, four, two, no chance.
2: Yeah, I can see that at the two. At the two, like. I can see that. Oh, he
1: can't shoot. Well, at this point, he don't really need to learn how to shoot. You got to remember, he. One dribble, he's going to be past Jimmy Butler and Klay Thompson, all these guys, Mm -hmm. just off of his Mm -hmm. explosiveness. So, with the coming downhill, it would be hard to stop. It's like Westbrook. He's coming at you. It's really hard coming with that kind of power. If you think he's going to post up, like, "Ah," and then I'm going to jump over you, that's That's never going to happen.
2: So, you don't think he should go to the Knicks?
1: See, the Knicks don't have a dominant player. And he's not a dominant player. He's a – he's more like I'm trying to figure out who he is in the NBA. So he's not a go-to guy. He's a cleanup man. He's more like – he gets – he's like Draymond Green in a sense where – I was thinking of. Where he just plays so hard that and he's going to make that he's he's gonna 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 and get baskets and score because he's going to go to the offensive rebound, offensive rebound. So to put him on a team where you're saying, all right – I'm he gonna give you the ball man. thirty times a night. He doesn't have that skill yet, so uh, put him in. Put him in Phoenix. You have Devin Booker, who's the main go-to guy, and you have a big guy. You can play off those two
2: yeah, we and just roam. You that. can roam and play. I think that might be his best bet going to a team like Phoenix.
1: Yeah, you can you can you can roam better with because they can put you at the
2: the the three. I mean, they can put you at the three at that point, and you can you have a
1: five man, you have a long four, put you in a three, and you can just figure that shit out.
2: I would say I would say that's the best bet because they're going to make sure that for his body type, that they'll get him to that right, mm-hmm. the right place he needs to be. That, that's probably the best fit for him. Phoenix right now. And dude. also,
0: he, you talk about New York; he can't be that main guy yet. Doesn't Drake, the, he doesn't. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have really the hard to do that.
2: In New York too. In
0: New York, yeah.
2: Yeah, but I think he, I think he got a chance to be really good. But, um, uh, I, I was just talking to some young players the other day, and I was telling them that you know if you want to be good at at the next level, it's not a you're not when you practice when you train when you play, you're not playing against some people on the court. You're playing against some people in the Raptors. Mm-hmm. So that's how you gotta that's how you gotta play. You gotta play with the mindset. Like, when I'm playing, I'm thinking, how could I catch Will Chamberlain? Mm-hmm. I got to do everything to catch and beat Will Chamberlain. That's my rival. That's the person that, even though that's my favorite player, that's the person that, when I'm playing, I'm like, this is who I'm playing against every night. I'm playing against Shaq. I'm playing against Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem. Because if I'm thinking about playing against the people that's on my level, I might get bored. Mm-hmm. But them people, they already <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. set in stone. So it's like... That's who I got to go against every night. And if I had that mindset, then I know that one day at the end, I could be where they at. See, and that's,
1: that comes from, like, you – it's like you're just tricking your mind, you know, because I remember when you when I used to play against, like, guards, I'm like, Raymond Felton, oh, my <laughs> God, not today. I don't – this about to be a cakewalk, you know, and then he ends up outplaying you because you just – just took him for granted because he wasn't worth it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He like he averages he averages twelve points. Like oh, so he had <laughs> twelve points tonight. Like nothing. twelve he done, you know, yeah. he done hit me for thirty. You know, he done hit me for 30 because I just didn't take him serious. So it's like one of those things where like towards like when I started like really going, I just talk shit the whole time. Like y'all, yo, yo <laughs> busting your ass today. You know, that's just... To that keep you needed me, that
0: fuel for yourself. I just self.
1: I just had to fuel myself. Big games, it's automatically fueled. It's yeah, those yeah. little games where that person in your position ain't really good, you know, and you got to fuel yourself to actually just compete.
0: And these are all the things that you learned th- over the years through oh, experience. Years. You did, we were talking about aging, and we'll get out on this. We have talked about aging in reverse. <laughs> and if you knew that coming in, it would be a whole different ballgame. I, I yeah. think if I knew that coming
2: in, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of times uh, the situations that we've had happen before is like – People say, do you regret it? And I don't think you should ever regret it because what you did in that moment is what you thought was going to be best. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think as a young player, you just got to come in with the mindset like, I want to be in the Raptors one day. I want my jersey up there. So this is how I'm going to treat every single moment. I can't worry about social media. I can't worry about what the fans are going to do. I'm trying to catch. Whoever that name is up there. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only way you're going to end up being one of those names up there. So, I mean, if I was a young player, if I was to tell my younger self something, I would just really just say, fuck everybody. That's how you got to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Westbrook. <laughs> you got to Westbrook it. I <laughs> you, mean, that's. Nah, you're right. Like, that's. Like, I look at Westbrook. Like, I was shocked. You know, he did a 20, 20, 20, like. That's really impressive. Like,
1: like I this is a, I don't care what nobody. No, you, you're not going to be media, and you're not going to try to convince me that someone's patent stacks. It just doesn't make sense. Like how? Like oh, he's he's over rebounding. Oh, he, so he's giving out too many too much effort. Is that so? Even
2: if he like, is like, padding, like, he's padding. Good stats. stats. It's
1: like, what, like, that's what I said. Like, what is Patty's stat? Like, like okay, trying to score 100, I get it. That's, that's, okay, way that's Patty's different. stat. But assists and rebounds, like, really? Like, that's just like, oh, he's, he's, he's patting his, he's patting his there, block but... stats.
0: Man. How do you, that boy so is He's, he's mm-hmm. protecting
2: the rim. Is, that... <laughs> like...
0: is he the main, the, the one guy everyone respects across the league? No, you, you know
1: what's so funny? Like, I seen something that said, uh,
0: <laughs> what was it? The most overrated.
1: And I laugh because it they makes sense. He was, yeah. It makes sense that the NBA players voted him most overrated. I ain't like, vote for none of that stuff, to be honest with you. Because we're petty. Like
0: he's a teacher's pet or something like no, that. No, no, no. We're, we're just petty.
1: Hard. We're 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 petty to the okay, because think about it. When we're playing basketball, just play. Now if there's a guy out there talking shit. You get to the point where Damn, that nigga ain't really that good to be talking shit like this. You start doing that shit to yeah, him. Like, you know, like, yeah. oh, he had 40, but it wasn't even like it wasn't even like that though. You know, this nigga like had a little lucky day. You know, so you <laughs> you devalue what he's actually doing, and he just becomes that cocky motherfucker that you once stopped. Yeah. You know, so now it's like, oh, he's like someone's like, he's really overrated, averaging triple double. Like, it's, that's what we were like. Averaging, for hey, a 30 30 year his mouth. In a row,
0: averaging a triple-double. It's double. his
1: mouth that mm-hmm. you're overrating. Like, his think, mouth ain't worth yeah. what he's putting out, even though it's a triple-double. But it's just, you get it. He, ain't, <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I, I, it's, it's 20 like, points.
2: Yeah, 20 points. It's talking too much. I think a lot of guys got to change the way that we, they view each other. Like, even though this is a competitive sport, it's nothing wrong with saying that somebody is good as hell. like <laughs> I think that that's okay. I think that it shows humility, but it's also going to, at the end, it's going to make you play better, make you feel better about yourself. You know what I'm saying? But I think a lot of times we allow our egos or whatever we've had, or whatever we've done to – make us feel good about ourselves. Like we don't want to pat nobody else on the back. Like we don't want to tell somebody else, hey man, you good as shit. Like it's okay to do that. You know what I'm saying? So now all the players develop this whole thing. Like the older players hate the younger. Well back in my day, I wouldn't have did this. Like, okay. Well we don't that's your day. Like you know what I'm saying? So now it's like disrespect. It's kinda like in the streets, like the OGs don't really respect the youngins and the youngins don't respect For the OGs. The, and it's never like... It's Cause, never, you know,
1: because it's, a, it's the, the OGs attack yeah. the youngins.
2: So the youngins are like, oh man, fuck y'all niggas up there. Right, so that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like ego. It's like, it's like with Shaq. Like, I'm okay with telling everybody Shaq good as a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm okay with that. Like I don't have no problem with saying Shaq is good. I don't have no problem with saying Joel Embiid is good. People ask me questions like, you think you better than this person? And I'm like, that don't even matter. I think I'm the best person that I can be. And when I go out on the court, I'm going to show that to myself. So it's like, not no egos. Like Every player that's in the NBA, I consider them as being good. Because right? they in the NBA. Because they are. right. You know what I'm saying? So it's no ego. But once we get to that point where we can be like, hey, man, I like him. He good. Mm-hmm. Then I think it'll make the – like when we compete, we're going to compete harder. Cause we know this person good, and mm-hmm. so now we on the floor like, I can't let this dude mm-hmm. that's really good <laughs> bust my ass tonight.
1: Deshaun I, Stevenson used to do that, cause like he was like Kobe's my favorite player, but he's so good that I got to take the challenge every single time. You got to like, like I remember like, yeah, I'm I'm a guard I'm just bullshitting. I'm a guard Kobe. He's like, no, you're not. I got him. Like, ooh, I was just bullshit. It, it comes down <laughs> Shit, that to motherfucker had a hundred
0: against me. Really, yeah, right? Yeah. It comes down to respect. You know? Yeah, it's okay. just you
1: gotta read you know it's respect your peers enough to you know understand their greatness. Like you just you know that's one of those things. Like people ask me about yeah, you know, who you think is better, you, Dame, or Curry? And I always say, what age group? Like before 25, I can say I was probably a little bit better than those guys. After that, I, I can't compete with them. Yeah. That you know, that's just <laughs> I, the shit they're they doing, had, I didn't, I don't, I wouldn't even think of. hat's off to them. Well, yeah, they doing some stuff. Like you seen like see Dane pulled that shit like
2: is not the first
1: to... player of the game shot it for like 35 yeah. feet. Like what?
2: And one person who I used to hate because he got me off the I felt like he got me off the team with James Harden. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I used to be like, oh James Harden, man, I'm supposed to be on the Rockets yeah, killing. But I'm like, man, this nigga's nice. This nigga's good. <laughs> like, he really good. Like, regardless of how, you know, I could have my personal feelings against him because things didn't work out. Or even with Kobe, things didn't work out. But them some good basketball mm-hmm. players. Like, they really good. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm and i happy, like, for James. Like, he out there, like, 60, 60, 60, 60. <laughs> and he getting 15 assists. And he might get you 10 rebounds. So it's like. Man, these guys doing their thing. Was your back still hurt then too? Was it still like trying to get the power back? Uh, My main thing was when I was in Houston, um, I was trying to get my confidence back. Back. You know what I'm saying? Because after playing for the Lakers, it's like, man, I got hurt. And they made it seem like it was all my fault. So now in my mind, I'm thinking, I probably can't play no more. You know what I'm saying? So I remember one day me, Trevor, and a couple other guys, we was on YouTube looking at our old videos. <laughs> you went through that phase? I was like, dang, I was doing this. this. Yeah, I did the same I thing. I was like, dang, I was nice as hell. So it's like, I had to get through that phase and then I had uh, had a bone bruise in my knee. So it was like, dang. And what I had to take away from all that is when you get injured, you gotta really stop mm-hmm. and let everything reset. Cause our bodies weren't made to be cut open. Mm-hmm. So when we cut our bodies open, it just, our whole body is in shock. So I had to learn, like, all right, I got to take time out to allow my whole body, even my mind, to heal before I get back on the court. And that's how guys get repetitive injuries and stuff like that.
0: All right. Well, we could do this all day. But <laughs> right. it's only here for a minute. Like we yeah. said, we got them when we got them. Yep, 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 We knew it was going to happen. Um, appreciate you coming through. Thanks for having me. We could do this all day. We can do this Another time. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right.